tonight. People should prepare for the number of fatalities in the wake of the cyclone to increase. That was the message from Prime Minister Chris Hipkins in the last hour. It comes as the fifth fatality from Cyclone Gabrielle was confirmed as a man in his 60s in Gisborne. But police have grave concerns for many more, with 3,544 people reported as uncontactable. As we go to air tonight, more than 100,000 customers are still without power across the upper North Island, most in the Hawke's Bay and Tairawhiti, the Coromandel and Auckland. And there is concern for many communities who remain cut off from the outside world with no power or cell phone coverage. Chris Hipkins says more than 700 Defence Force personnel have been deployed, including two ships, 58 Army vehicles and six NH-90 helicopters. Fresh water is clearly an issue. Uh, the Navy, Navy ships Manawanui off the east coast of Tolaga Bay uh, and Tamana is being ready to sail to the Hawke's Bay with supplies as, re- as required. The Defence Force is continuing to bring in supplies through other means as well. The damage to roads in all of the affected areas is one of the most significant issues that we're facing and we want people in those areas to minimise their own movements so that we can concentrate on getting supplies and repair crews to where they're needed. Encouraging that every region now has an alternative route that is allowing us to get lifelines into them. Everything possible is being done to bring back power to those areas that have been hard hit by the cyclone and have been without it. The most recent information that we have is that approximately 102,000 customers are without power across the Upper North Island, and that's down from around 225,000 on Tuesday morning. The electricity sector has a particular focus on Gisborne to determine what equipment and manpower they might need. While I was on the ground, I was able to advise uh, the Gisborne Mayor Stoltz that the government has released $1 million as an immediate top-up for the mayoral relief fund through the normal process. That's the first step uh, to help get immediate support to those who need it. A further $1 million has also been released to the Hawke's Bay this afternoon. I can assure everyone that we are using every available resource to help find those who are missing and to rescue those who we know about but we have not been able to get to. Prime Minister Chris Hipkins there. Cabinet Minister and MP for Napier, Stuart Nash, joins us now. Kia ora, Minister. Kia ora, Lisa. How are you? Um, well, you've been in the area. What have you seen today, please? Well, first of all, um, it is really, really difficult to get uh, accurate comms out to people when there's no power and no cell phone coverage. And even though cell phone coverage is coming back, if you're in a place without power and, you're, and your phone's gone dead, then again, that just compounds the problem. So... Um, you know, there are there are really big issues, as uh, the Prime Minister mentioned in that uh, piece you just played. There are roads in and out of every region now, but um, but the expressway uh, south out of Napier connecting Hastings is still not up and running. The integrity, the structural integrity of a number of their bridges around the regions has been compromised. So uh, NZTA is working really, really hard to assess every single bridge. Uh, but in Napier itself, there were still uh, nearly 32,000 people without any power. And keeping in mind, Lisa, the great tragedy... Uh, well, one of the great tragedies of this, and there are a number, is it's Art Deco weekend in Napier. This is the biggest weekend in Hawke's Bay for the year. And obviously that's been cancelled. The town's closed down, so there's a hell of a lot of small to medium business owners that are yet again being absolutely hammered. 
You mentioned there, Minister, 32,000 people still without power. We're getting a lot of texts from those people who are able to use their phones. Mm. And this is the general theme. Are you able to give any more news about the... Um, about the power situation. We don't have power in Napier at all. People are really struggling. Let us know when something can be done about this. Can you give them more of a time frame? Yeah, and that is really, really tough because, of course, you've been without power for as long as we're here. Then there goes all the food in the fridge and the freezer. Um, I know there was a meeting held this afternoon between uh, Unison, the local lines company, and TransPower. Uh, the, the recommendations, the details of that meeting I do not have, but the Minister for Energy, Megan Woods, is getting an update uh, at 10am and 4pm, um, sorry, 10am and 1.30pm every day. Uh, I'm hoping tomorrow morning we will have a little bit more certainty around when we can get power up and running. You also mentioned the bridges. The growers today are calling for Bailey bridges and for more mm. Defence Force personnel on the ground to help with the clean-up. Can yep. you give them any assurances with regard to that? Well, what I can tell you, there's 140 Army people already in the bay at the moment, and they'll be doing their best to both help with the clean-up and, uh, and temporary repairs to bridges. I spoke to a guy from East Bridge today. It's a local bridge building company, but they're one of the largest in the country, and he says that they have expertise around Bailey Bridges. Those numbers have been passed on to NCTA. Um, so, you know, we will move as fast as we can. The Prime Minister has said, uh, you know, all the hands to the pump here. The government will do whatever it takes to get the bay up and running again. But one thing I would say to, to all those listening, um, if you have silt in, in your home or on your driveway, garden, property, please don't... Um, uh, sort of scoop it up and put it into the wastewater system at the moment because the wastewater system can't handle the level of silt that is there right now and it would be compounded if residents actually um, dump silt into the wastewater system. So please don't do that at this point in time. Minister, you would have seen the images of all the slash washing down from the forestry areas, yes? Mm, yes, I have. Is that acceptable? Uh, well, when you, when you get this level of rain event, you're always going to get forestry um and, and not just slash. So slash is from harvesting operations. But, uh, you know, you, you're getting a mixture of, of native trees, of mature radiata that haven't been um, harvested, obviously, and slash. So uh, working very hard with the forestry companies to better understand the management regimes required to mitigate the damage we have in soil rain events. So I can say there's two different types of forestry at the moment. Minister, can I just, I'm sorry to interrupt, but can I just pause you there? Because I'm sure you would have heard from the people on, in Tolaga Bay, on the east um, coast there, even as far down to Gisborne, who have been working the land there and community members who are absolutely ropeable at the condition of their beaches and their farms because this is washed down yet again. You seem to be on the fence about whether that's acceptable or not. No, no, what I am saying is with this level of rain event, it is inevitable that you are going to get uh, trees washed down. Now, I need to see the final investigation into this, but but my understanding it's about 40% um, uh, indi- uh, from harvesting operations and the rest is indigenous and uh, full trees. So look, let, let me give you an indication here. Land use change up the East Coast has not kept pace with the economics of farming, okay? So at one point in time uh, in the 1980s, people got paid to clear land come hell or high water. And as a consequence of that, when farming became uneconomic, you were getting literally 5 million tonnes of silt every year pouring into Hawke Bay. 
Now, there is a role for forestry. I bet there is absolutely no doubt in stabilising these highly erodible soils up the East Coast. It is what role forestry has to play. Now, uh, okay, Minister, know, on that note... On that note, again, sorry to interrupt, but we're getting short on time and people want information, specifics. The government has said, Kieran McAnulty has said, that the government will take a look at industry practices. What form will that take? Will it be an official formal inquiry? Yes, it will be an inquiry, and that is backed by myself as the Minister for Forestry, David Park as the Ministry for the Environment, James Shaw as Minister for Climate Change, and local MPs, uh, Kitty Allen and Mika Faitley. There, there is an inquiry. It is, we're at the point of setting it up at the moment. We think we've got three people um, suitable to undertake that. It will not take forever, and it will be an inquiry into land use on highly erodible soils in the Tairapiti district. So very specific. Time frame for completion, please, if you have it. Uh, I can't give it to you at this point in time, but one thing I will say is ministers are very clear this is, will not be a drawn-out inquiry, but we do need to make sure it has integrity and all those that are impacted have the ability to feed into it. Appreciate your time, Minister. That is Stuart Nash, who's the Napier MP, um, and also the Forestry Minister there.